We have uh, Nicole's stepdaughter on the line, the 16-year-old Haley. Oh. Says she's a big fan of Guns N' Roses. Let's find out. Hi, Haley. How are you today? Hi, I'm really good. How are you? Oh, very well. Thank you very much. Your uh, your stepmom, uh, Nicole, called up to say that she would do uh, just about anything so that you could get tickets to go check out Guns N' Roses. Is that true? Oh, my God. I, I don't know. She just told me. I'm freaking out. Don't freak out. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, <laughs> Guns N' Roses, of course, playing July 29th at Camping World Stadium in Orlando. That's the worst name for a stadium in the entire... Is that UCF or a stadium? The, no, that's the Citrus Bowl. Camping World Stadium? Yeah, they paid the money, man. No, just call it the Citrus Bowl. Yeah, we're, we're, It will forever be known as the Citrus Bowl locally. For but sure. But it's Camping World, man. Uh, so uh, you consider yourself... You Now, your stepmom said you're a huge, huge Guns N' Roses fan. Is that true? Yeah, I'm a huge fan. All right. Uh, what was Wait, that, should I ask her? Yeah. Who is the guitar player for Guns N' Roses? Flash. <laughs> That's absolutely correct. All right. Well, he's the lead guitarist. Who is the yeah, uh, lead guitarist? Who is the rhythm guitarist in the original lineup for Guns N' Roses? Uh, is he Stradlin? She's right. She's absolutely yeah. correct. Someone feeding her. Is someone on the other line feeding her answers? I don't know. No, uh, what, no. Name a, what, uh, what unique guitarist, uh, once uh, Slash was booted out of the band and Axel continued on with Guns N' Roses, uh, there was a unique guitarist who was known for somewhat of a gimmick involving uh, his head. Uh, who was that? Oh, my God. Um, mm -hmm. I do not know. Mm -hmm. I I know who you're talking about, but I do not know the name. That was kind of a tough one. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why do you, why are you 16 yeah. and loving Guns N' yeah, Roses? Why are you 16? Great question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just raised right. I was just, you know, I grew up listening to rock and roll, and, you know, I just fell in love with it. That's, you know, the music I listen to. All right. Buckethead was Classic the... Rock, uh, all that stuff. Buckethead was the answer I was looking for there. He wears a bucket of Kentucky Fried Buckethead. Chicken over his head. Do you, do you know what your stepmom was willing to do to win you these tickets? I have no clue. I don't. I can't even discuss it with you because you're only 16. But it's very bad things. But she wants them to make sure that you can see Guns N' Roses. Oh my God. Now, uh, why did you not get tickets for Guns N' Roses when they went on sale? Uh, I didn't really have like any money, <laughs> <laughs> like on me at the time. So I was just, I, I don't know. I was like really upset. Sure. So, sure. You know, um, some stuff was going on. It's all good. On Guns N' Roses' second album. GNR Lies, released in November mm -hmm. 1988, Axel mm -hmm. found himself embroiled in controversy over yep. accusations of racism and homophobia. What song spawned said controversy? Uh, I think it was uh, One in a Million. She's absolutely correct. Yeah, and, and Slash wouldn't have put up with that. No, he wouldn't have. Uh, Slash, <laughs> uh, and I don't know if you're familiar with the song, but uh, just listen for a second. This is terrible. He says terrible things. In our lives, not gonna lie, at the time, I don't think I can let him say most of the things that he says. In fact, I can't. Axel denied that he was a racist, although he did use uh -huh. the N word in the song. Oh, oh. Po police and N words get out of my way. I don't want to buy none of your gold chains today. Immigrants oh. and F words, they're, they're all the same to me. 
I know. Wait a minute. I know. Slash went for this? No, I can't believe that Slash put up with that. The police were selling gold chains back in the day? Well, no, they, they, they meant the... Uh, oh, the, uh, the brain. Oh, yeah. man, he is a, he's yeah. a wordsmith. He certainly <laughs> is. Um, uh, when, the, uh, when the band said they were dancing with Mr. Brownstone, to what were they referring? Uh, somebody told me. I think my mom said it was, like, cocaine. That's what I was guessing. No, yeah. Because uh, a lot of the band members, like, he was referring to Splash. I think he said um, because of his addiction, kind of with drugs and stuff. That's what I've heard. I'm sorry. Uh, and who's the guitarist again? Uh, I remember Axel saying that he was referring to Splash, but a lot of people say it's just referring to cocaine and just kind of the band's drug use altogether. So the guitarist of Guns N' Roses is? Yeah, yes. Is who? Yeah. Splash. Okay. Splash. We thought you were saying Splash, which would have been super awesome. No. <laughs> that would have been so great if that's what she was saying. Yeah, it's heroin. Mr. Brownstone is uh, is heroin. Can you give us a little, uh, break us off a little welcome to the jungle? Yeah. Uh, wait, what did you say? <laughs> could, you, could you sing us you favor us a little okay. tune of uh, Welcome uh, to the Jungle if you don't mind Oh my god um, You're very close to getting these tickets You are super close to getting Guns N' Roses tickets Without your mom having to come down here and take off her clothes Or make out with me Unless she really wants to yeah. Oh my god You got this Haley <laughs> I don't think so it may, If it would help you out I can give you a little uh, little karaoke version And you can, you can jump in when uh when it's time to sing. Okay. Oh, hold on one second. Pop this on pause real quick. Oh. There we go. Oh, my God. Do you know where you are? You're in the jungle, Haley. You're going to die. Haley. My voice is very hoarse right now. Kick it. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got fun and games. We got everything you want. I, know, uh, I can't I can't do it. That's as much as I can do. Are you more of a sweet child of mine kind of girl? No. I just, my voice is not like Axl Rose's voice. But what's your I, song? Girl, but he yeah. Can, like if you, uh, yeah, well, it, it, we don't expect you to sing like Axl Rose. Certainly not. <laughs> but uh, but if you had to pick a Guns N' Roses song, like let's say you're uh, you're doing karaoke and you're uh, crazy drunk on Hawaiian Punch, uh, what uh, what Guns N' Roses song would you sing? You got this. Uh, you're so close to getting these tickets. Patience is probably the easier one to sing. That's what I just. That's probably a good one. That's what I just pulled up. It's like you and I are mind-melding here, uh, Haley. I, I literally just pulled up patience because I thought you might say that. Uh, stand by for your Guns N' Roses tickets. All you have to do is get three thumbs up out of the four people on Drew Garabo Live. Ten seconds. Okay. <laughs> Here you go, Haley. I'll give you a countdown. It's coming up right now. Yeah. 
That was a good warm-up. Now, here come the vocals. Three, two, oh. one, go. Think about you every day. Can't go that well. <laughs> yeah, no, keep going. You're doing great. Was a time when I wasn't sure, but you set my mind at ease. There is no doubt you're in my heart. Saying one man, take it slow, work yourself out. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's not good enough. We can't give her the ticket. Sorry, that was. That was I can't. I can't hear it. It's like making me go off. Like well, we have to do uh, who gets who gives her a thumbs up. Uh, all right. Uh, all you have to do is get three out of four members of Drew Garabo live to give you a thumbs up. Uh, we will go first oh, to God. Nikki, the lady on the show. Okay. Uh, Nikki, okay. thumbs up or thumbs down? Does Haley get the tickets to Guns <sighs> N' Roses? I'm giving her a thumbs up because I've never heard that song before. You've never heard Patience. Magnificent song. So that's one thumbs up. You are 25%, well, 33% of the way there. Seth Kushner. I say she lives. She lives. All right. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> Thank you so that's much. two thumbs up. Uh, I'll go next. Haley, you sound like a nice enough girl. You gave it an effort. Not good enough for tickets oh, here. Thumbs down. <laughs> that means Man. it's all up to SBK on whether or not you get the tickets. Well, let me start by saying... It's a cruel summer. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll... Leaving me I'll here. just say, uh, I don't think Haley's real at all. <laughs> I think she's a troll. And I'll say, thumbs what? down. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Haley. Yeah. I'm turning heel on 16-year-olds. <laughs> Haley, we're just having some fun with you. You get oh, the tickets. <laughs> Are you serious? Thank you so much. You're, oh, my God. You're very welcome. Uh, now, have her, talk to, to me. have her talk to her mom about what her mom was going to do. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole, why don't you tell Haley what you're willing to do for these tickets? I was willing to dress up like a Pokemon for three hours and run up and down the streets while their fans chased me. That's one of the I things. I was willing oh, to no. make out. <laughs> I was willing to dance naked on the table in their office. That is also true, Haley. <laughs> Guns N' Roses song. Also true. <laughs> and oh, then I was God. willing to make out with him on the air. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and then there was something with a lightsaber, and we're just not going to go there because you're too young. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> See, I'm like the best stepmom ever. Yep. You really are. Yep. Well, thank you, uh, Nicole, for putting us in touch with Haley. Uh, we're going to get Nicole's information. Haley, thank you very much, and congratulations. Thank I hope you, you enjoy so the much. show. You're the best. I will. Thank you so much. Thanks for playing along. All right, uh, Nicole, uh, hang on one second. We're going to put you on hold. Yeah. And if you do come up here to pick up the tickets okay. between 2 and 6, we'd love to get you in the studio and make you do all those things that you said you were going to do. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll make sure I do it. Good. Please do. All right, hang on one second. Made some dreams come true today. That's stepmom of the year. She really is. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe Kevin went thumbs down. Oh, it's great. He turned heel. I, I was trying to double thumbs down. <laughs> I am a right toe down. <laughs> the only reason I jumped him is because I thought he was going to give the thumbs up. That's why I want to give him the thumbs down. <laughs> you guys are the greatest heel tag team of all time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hollywood Hulk Hogan and... Uh, I'm, I'm Yukishimura. <laughs> oh, Shinsuke. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm Dark Match Ric Flair. What did I even say? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I knew you were talking about Nakamura. Okay, yeah, him. Hey, Corey, you there? 
Yeah, I'm here, man. Excellent, dude. Thanks a lot for joining us, man. We oh, appreciate thanks it. For thanks for having Oh, we got a ton to get to and not much time to do it, so let's roll up our sleeves and, uh, and get into it with number eight here. Uh, Corey Taylor, his new book, Seven Deadly Sins, Settling the Argument Between Born Bad and Damaged Good. It is in stores now. Give us a little synopsis of uh, your version of sin, Corey. Uh, well, basically, uh, what I'm saying in the book is that these seven deadly sins are not sins at all. They are actually things that actually tie us more together than, than tear us apart. You know, they're human characteristics. They're human feelings. And uh, I'm not saying that they can't lead to sin, but the emotion itself, the feeling itself is not the sin, you know? I think it's just one more reason that people carry around more guilt than they should. So it's, be, it's basically me making the argument that they're not sins and that there are stronger things that can be considered the seven deadly sins. And I, I say, you know, I've gone through all these sins, and come out the other side, and I'm a better person for it. So how can that be a sin? So it's basically me making that argument and telling some stories from growing up, telling some stories from being on the road and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it's it's a pretty good read, I guess. Sounds <laughs> like it, man. Hey, Corey, how boring would a, a party have to be in 1995 before you would set yourself on fire? Uh, not very. Let's put it that way. <laughs> we probably would have started many parties like that. I think we did. Uh, there was a... There was a party that I can remember where we set this uh, very ornate glass coffee table on fire, and uh, we were we were playing around with uh, lighter fluid, and we were like, "Ooh, let's make some cool patterns," you know, <laughs> and, and uh, not realizing that well, when it burns, it's still in liquid form. And somebody went to pick it up, and it ran all over the place, got on the carpet. And we were like, "Oh God, oh God!" It was it was it was a good night. Man, I gotta say, if this is true, by the time you were 15, you were so addicted to drugs that you had OD'd twice on cocaine before you even had your driver's license, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, uh, I didn't have the best childhood, put it that way. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, I'm not saying it was the worst, but, you know, it, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Did you start off with the weed before you went to the cocaine, or you just went right into the cocaine? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, obviously, I smoked weed. Uh, I, I, I smoked weed for the first time when I was 12. Oh, man. And uh, But I was never a weed guy. You know, I, I've never had a good reaction on weed. I, I still haven't, um, and I haven't smoked it in years. I get panic attacks. Yeah. When I when I smoke weed, man, it's really really gnarly. Um, <laughs> so I just naturally gravitated towards uh, just being a speed kid, you know. Man, I guess it's the way you're programmed because I have panic attacks when I'm not smoking weed. Yeah, so, there you that, go. so so that's me. <laughs> hey, and while you guys were uh, recording the new Stone Sour album, talk to me about the haunted house you were staying in because that sounds pretty creepy. It was pretty weird, man. You know, and uh, some of the guys now. They, they talk about it and like, oh, that never happened. That never, I'm like, whatever, dude. You know, I, I can, uh, not only was it, not only was there weird stuff going on, but there were more uh, attacking bugs in one house than I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I'm talking about wasps the size of my thumb, this being all over the place, dude. And, I mean, we, we had to have called the uh, the exterminator like four or five times before he finally just left a, a big industrial strength bottle of this stuff called wasp kill or whatever. Sure. He's like, look, handle it yourself. 
we can't keep coming out here. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is nuts. We're talking to Corey Taylor from Slipknot and, of course, Stone Sour as well. His new book is called Seven Deadly Sins. See, Corey, I think I could deal with the giant bugs, but you didn't wake up in the middle of the night, and there there weren't any you know, children that were dead that were sitting on the edge of your bed or anything like that in the haunted house, was there? No, that would have been wicked. That <laughs> would have been awesome. I'd have been like, oh, dude, guys, stay right there. I'm going to take a picture. <laughs> yeah. no, I, uh, um, we would see shadows kind of coming up the hallway, and then nobody would be there. You know, we'd hear footsteps in the middle of the night, and uh, and it, me and my wife had a room uh, in the at, at the top of the house. So yeah, it was almost like this very labyrinthian way to get up to it. And uh, you know, like lights would go on and off. Uh, some stuff you can maybe explain to bad wiring and stuff, but the shadows and the footsteps, man. Like, chilling stuff i was just like oh god i can't wait to get out of here i got the goosebumps just thinking about it it's nowhere near as bad as the houdini mansion but it was pretty damn close mm. hey is it true that you did not meet your dad until the year 2005 like six years ago yeah yeah i was uh i was uh 30 i was i i, I didn't meet my dad until i was 30 it was uh it's pretty crazy right how'd you how they did he track you down did you track him down what happened actually what happened was uh my my ex-wife um, hired a, a private investigator to, to, to track him down. Um, we finally got some because my mom had never really told me about him, and uh, she, uh, you know, she sent me a letter with like all the information that she had. My ex-wife hired a, uh, a private investigator, tracked him down, and my dad called me in uh, in, Re- in uh, uh, yeah Rio de Janeiro it was the first time I talked to my dad in Brazil. Dude, that is absolutely nuts. Uh, Seth, one final question for Corey Taylor. All right, Corey, this, uh, I have this information. It could be wrong. Hopefully it's not. It says that you like the Harry Potter books, and I just want to know if you've seen the newest Harry Potter movie. I have not seen the newest Harry Potter movie. I am a huge, huge fan of the books. Wow. But uh, I haven't seen I, – I, I kind of stopped watching the, uh, the, um, the movies after uh, – right around the time Half-Blood Prince came out because there's so much left out of them. Right, you know, but I, I definitely want to see the the last movies, and uh, because apparently, you know, this was the way that I, I really wanted the last book to be was a two parter. So I, I definitely think it's going to be amazing, and I can't wait to see him. Well, he's Corey Taylor. His book is Seven Deadly Sins. He is living proof that even if you're working in a sex shop, you can get solicited to join a rock and roll band. <laughs> Man, we wish you continued success, Corey, uh, with the book and with the both bands that you're in. And thanks so much for joining us, Number Eight. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for having me.